0: Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Matthew 16 and 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples saying who do men say that I am that I the son of man am so they said some say John the Baptist some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets he said to them but who do you say that I am I'll continue with it in a minute, but I want you to realize that your walk of faith and your Christian walk with God is a walk by revelation. It's a walk by. It's a walk of faith, and it's a walk by revelation. It's about you and Jesus. It's about Jesus being revealed to you. It's about you coming into an understanding of who Christ is. And let me tell you that when Christ is revealed to you, he is not revealed to you as your personal Jesus in a way. He's revealed to you as Jesus, but he relates with you on a personal level. So your idea of Jesus does not change the general idea of jesus because he's revealed to you personally okay so when jesus is revealed he's revealed as the christ but you understand him personally because he shows a side of him that he may not have shown to another person but he's still jesus he doesn't change his essence he doesn't change him from who he is all right so If I say Jesus has been revealed to me, then the way I understand him does not diminish the Jesus himself. All right? It doesn't take away when I talk about him, people don't try to imagine another Jesus. All right? I might talk about him from a dimension that you have not yet known, but It is still Jesus. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It doesn't, when I talk about Jesus, you don't begin to wonder if it's Buddha or if it's Hare Krishna. No, it's Jesus that we're talking about. All right? So he said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And then they gave him different dimensions. But he was particular about his disciples. And then he said, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered from verse 16 and said, You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Look at that word again, revealed. So the essence of it is what? Revelation. Flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. But my father who is in heaven, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So on this revelation, I will build everything that I will build concerning my church. On this understanding, on this wisdom, on this insight, I will build my church. Meaning that when I'm revealed to you as Christ, um, the son of the living God, on that revelation of Jesus, I build everything I build in the church. All right. So have that understanding that um, everything you are as a believer has to come by revelation. And when it comes by revelation, it has to be the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's why we see in the book of Revelation, uh, the Bible says that the revelation of Jesus that was given to John. All right. is the revelation of Jesus that was given to John. So that being said, I want to talk about a topic today, which I have titled, How to Increase Your Income. All right. So understand also that I'm talking about revelation of Jesus. I'm talking about the work of faith. All right. How to increase your income. How do I increase my income? I've had people ask a number of times, is it possible for me to increase my income? Let me tell you, bottom line, um, as foundation that there are many ways you can make money all right number one write it down very quickly number one you can steal it write it down write it down quickly you can steal it all right oh pastor is it true yes 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 yes. write it down number one you can steal money to make money all right have you written that down number two you can do money ritual write it down it's still money we're talking about right good it's still money. Alright? And remember I told you uh, before that God did not create money. Okay? He didn't create it. Man created it. Alright? So, you can steal it. And then number two, you can do money ritual. And number three, you can walk for it. You can walk for it. Now, working for it is summarized under everything from um, gifts and all and people showing you favor and things like that. I'll just put all that I'll just limit it to that three. Number one, I can steal it. Number two, I can do money ritual. And number three, you can work for it. So you can choose anyone. Are you with me in this house? All right. Tell your neighbor you can choose anyone. Ask him which one will you choose? Hmm. Look at the neighbor very well. All right. So you can choose anyone. So this is the reality. Do you know people who have stolen money and are rich? Come on, lift your hand. If you know people, maybe you've heard of them. You've not seen them personally, no problem. I'm not judging you, but you know them from afar. Okay, good. Glory to God. Okay. So, do you know people who have done money ritual? I'm not saying that they are your friends, but you know them from afar. You know, you can. Oh, this one. Just lift your hand. Is it good? You know, I'm not saying that that's what they did, but you know the term. All right. So, just lift your hand. You know people who have done. From afar, Doctor, Ruth, you don't, okay, you don't associate with such people. Okay, I understand you. All right. So, from afar, you know them. Okay, this one, I've done money ritual, and then they have money. Question is, did they have money or not? They do have money. So awesome, great. And then number three, okay, you know people who have worked for money. Come on, at least, at least, at least, I know you that you are working. Aha, you've worked for money. Great. So, these are three ways you can actually increase your income. All right. But listen, why I took my time to read that part that talked about building the church is that you need to understand that there are different ways by which things operate. There are two systems in the world. There is the God system and then there is the system of the world. And both of them produce almost similar kind of results and results that are tempting in a way. All right? But if you're not functioning by understanding and revelation, you will think that um, the system of the world is superior to God's system. All right? Um, God created the earth and he set up a system in place. That system works. Okay? There's the system of the kingdom that also works. Right? So when we tell people that, Um, when we talk about Jesus and talk about the church and talk about who we are in Christ Jesus, we are not saying that um, without God, are you listening to me? That without God, you can't make money. No, that's not what we're saying. All right? I've already told you that you can actually steal it. You can do ritual. You will still get the money. Right? And you can walk for it. You still get the money. All right. But there is a way that is the way of the spirit. There is a system from God. I told you some time ago that in Genesis, God planted two trees. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then the tree of life. God planted the two. And then the Lord said to me, he said, that there are two systems in the world. So he says, when you eat of this tree, you will surely die. So he told me that the the more you begin to um, hold on and walk with the system of the world, it tends to death. It doesn't tend to life. It works, but it tends to death. Meaning the end thereof is debt and not life okay so i'm saying this to let you know that don't be bothered and um because a lot of believers are worried or bothered or confused that why are unbelievers prospering why will they not prosper if they are diligent at their work they'll prosper if they are prudent with finances they'll prosper if they are um, um, good with investments, they'll prosper. I mean, that's normal. It's a normal thing. That, that should That's not your reason for coming to Jesus in the first place. No. So a lot of people hide under the fact that they are lazy and not diligent under Christianity. So where you're supposed to work, you are praying. Where you're supposed to invest, you're misusing your finances. And then you hide it under the fact that I'm a child of God, and then you now begin to say things like, "God, let not let them not ask me where is my God." They will ask you. They will ask you where your God is, because they expect more from you. They will ask you where your God is. All right. So there, there are things that that um, there are principles for finances that has nothing to do with spirituality. There are principles like that. All right. It has nothing at all to do with spirituality spirituality but in the kingdom of god there are also principles that help you to um manage your world um increase your income and do things like that all right there are principles so i'm saying that from the point of the kingdom there are certain things you can do to increase your income so do we have that understanding right now good so can we talk what the kingdom talk is right now okay good I can give you certain things that you can do on the natural that can help you increase your income, which is good things like boost up your resume um stay attractive on on platforms that allow um recruiters to find you and things like that, LinkedIn and a few other platforms like that um take certifications you know um improve your skill, you know be bet- be good at the things that you do, and then people will find you, notice you, and then um, exchange for you, exchange the value you're offering for uh, money and then you get more money. And then when you get the money, you now do business, invest and things like that, multiply the money. You understand all those nine yards. You can do all that and then of course, you come into um, some very good wealth. Alright, glory to God. So let's proceed. Look Luke, Luke, Luke chapter 16. Let's go to Luke chapter 16. How to increase... My income is the look sixteen now or look. look... Hmm. Um, let me find out just a minute. Okay. Let's do John 15 first. So John 15. It says, I am the true vine from verse 1. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. So you will be my disciples. So the father is glorified that we bear much fruit. The father is glorified that you increase. Tell your neighbor, God is glorified when I bear much fruit. Say again, God is glorified when I increase. Say again, God is glorified when I increase in my income. When I make more money. God is glorified. So number one. How do you increase your income? You make God your source. It says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me. And I in him. bears much fruit. For without me. You can do nothing. When I realize. That God is is my source. I know you say, Pastor, hold on a minute. My work, my job, gives me money. How how then can God be my source? It says, without me, you know, I'm teaching now on kingdom ways of increasing your income. Without me, you can do nothing. So, when I realize and recognize that God is my source, it means that I'm not tied or limited to a channel. There's a difference between source and channel. Alright? So when God becomes your source, he can use any channel. So your work 9 to 5 becomes one of the channels. But who is your source? God. The side hustle you do becomes another channel. But who is your source? God. So I'm not putting my trust and hope in the channel. So whether or not the channels are not there, my source is intact. That's why I tell people without a job, God can provide for you. The moment he becomes your source, he will tell you where the channel he will use so when god becomes your source it helps you because you are not you're not afraid when they say they are laying people off or you're not afraid when it appears that oh there's no job in the country you're not afraid because he's still your source and you open scripture and says i am the true vine you are the branch he who abides in me and i in him bears much fruit that's the principle If I abide in him and he abides in me, I bear much fruit. So that's the principle. So the moment I make God my source and I recognize he's my source and I honor him as my source, he begins to provide different channels by which the income will come. It's called income because it comes. All right? So God becomes my source. That's the number one thing. Tell your neighbor, God, is my source. Say, I make him my source. Glory to God. The arm of flesh will fail, will always fail. But God will never fail. People will disappoint you. Even your company. Some of you, when it's 30th, and your lad has not entered, Jesus. Oh my God. You pass by accountant's office. I got of half family. We're fine. Okay. Uh, Have you eaten today? Should I get you water or coffee? No, I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Then you come back again. Accountant, what are you working on now? Uh, Oh, okay, okay, okay. You want to hear that he's working on payroll? It happens to all of us at some point in our lives. It happens. But the arm of flesh will fail will never fail. If your company decides oh, they're not paying for the next two or three months. What happens to you? Have you thought about it? So, there's a problem in the organization and we can't pay salaries for the next two months or three months or we're doing a pay cut. What happens to you? That shows where your trust is. It shows where you put your hope in. Bible says you can't serve God and Mammon. You can't. So it shows where you put your hope, where you put your trust in. So you make God your source. And you do it consciously, consciously, consciously. Sometimes when the thoughts come to you and, um, you know, things try to take your mind off and put your Um, mind on your salary or things like that. You consciously declare words out. You fight thoughts with words. You don't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with words. God is my source. My source is not my job. God is my source. You declare. You declare. You make it so conscious inside of you that Heaven recognizes it. And then you are, you are free. You are free. You are not tied or bound to that thing. You are not afraid. You are not afraid. And more than ever before, we're in a season where people have to make God their source. If you know what I'm talking about. Things are on the high. On the increase. On the increase. I mean, if I have... If I if I walk out of here with 300,000 today. I'm not sure it will last 24 hours. By the time I go to the supermarket. And I just buy cereal. Just cereal. Just know that that's 20k gone. Maybe... little beverage. And then before I get to my house and I say, okay, I want to give somebody this and give somebody this. By the time I give 50,000, give 50,000, that's already gone. Then I say, okay, let me buy full tank. That's like 12K. You've not done any other thing. Okay, it's okay. Let me just spoil myself a bit. Let me go and buy kind of anointed shoes Daniel is wearing. I like 35k. Oh, I go and buy pastor, you use wristwatch. That one alone is 150. And then you're asking, where did all my money go? But the moment you make God your source, you realize it's your source. He can't run dry, it can't be empty. And then when God is your source, he's in control. So when the money comes, you're saying, okay, this money has come. What should I do with it? You're not afraid that if he tells you, In you know, a lot of times people are, people are scared that if God tells me what to do with the money that I have or in my hands, it's not every time God tells you to give away all your money. No. Some of you don't listen. Sometimes God will tell you, I want you to invest half of it. But you won't listen. You'll be scared that God cannot say that. God can and does say so. God tells you to save. But some of you think God doesn't. Anytime God speaks, eh, go and give pastor. It's not, it's not me. God is asking you to go. He's asking you sometimes to save. He's asking you sometimes to invest. But when you realize he's your source, just be open to whatever he tells you. Even if he tells you give it all away. He's your source. But it comes with practice. That's why I started by by talking about God building his church by revelation. Because if you don't understand the revelation and you just want to follow the practice, you miss it. That's why you'll be doing things and saying, these church things don't work. Because you're not doing it by revelation. You're doing it by practice. Let's just practice it. No, we're not practicing it. We are living by revelation. That's how he's going to build his church. That's the only thing that works. So why not stay in God's presence enough to get a revelation that will lead you into doing the things that you do? And when that revelation comes, it's not a revelation that only you has the interpretation. No. There are some revelations that people get and you say, "Eh, that is the way God revealed it to me. And that's the way I'm going to run it. It doesn't align with scripture. It doesn't give life, but it's just you. Your own, I, I, I term such things as selfish understanding of scripture and selfish interpretation of scripture just for their own benefit. So, number one, you make God your source. Number two, you set an income level you desire. I call it a minimum income level. You know, by the time you have made God your source, Now set an income. You by yourself. Write it down. Set a minimum income level. What I'm telling you today is what I've done for years. My pastor taught me these things years and years ago. And I've done it over and over and over again. You set a minimum income level. How do you set a minimum income level? I tell right now all of you. You know where you are financially, all right? I want you to right now set an income level. We just started the month of July. Okay, set an income level for yourself. I I, I worked this with someone, um, one of my prodigies some time ago. He he didn't have a job at the time. He was doing one thing for someone and then some money was coming in and then he was doing different things and money was coming, but he wasn't wasn't doing one particular thing. So, it's not like he, he, he knew how much was coming in. So I said, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to set an income level. How much do you think? I first, the question, first question I asked him, what's the highest amount you've ever made in a month that has come in consistently? Maybe two times or three times or four times consistently. You say, oh, okay, X, Y, Z amount. So let's take a cue right now here. If, for example, the highest money that's ever come into your hand consistently over a period of time, say about three or four months, is maybe 50000 Alright, when you want to set a minimum income level and you're trusting God, making God your source, set an income level, say, about 70 or 80,000. So right now, you already know an income level that you have that have come in consistently over a period. I want you now, with this principle, write down an income level that you're going to trust God for. And this month, at the end of the month of July, we're going to take testimonies and see how far you have used your faith to increase your income. Alright? so set down that income if, you're, if, if you have had like 50,000 consistently over a period of time and that's what your faith takes We can put maybe 70 or 80,000 as an income level that you're trusting God for, so the first thing um, make God your source and number two set a minimum income level that you desire alright alright so once you have done that Um, it now registers in your mind that there's an income level I am trusting God for. I'm putting my hope in by the end of July, this is the funds I want to come in. All right? So, number three. Number three, you set the seeds to sow for that minimum income. You set the seed to sow. Say, okay, Towards this seed I'm trusting God for, towards this income I'm trusting God for, I want to um, set my seed that I want to sow. Remember I said that these are kingdom principles. All right, You set a seed that you want to sow. Why is it important that in kingdom principles um, we're particular about seeds? That's the way God works. That's the way he functions. That's the way he operates. That's the kingdom principle. All right, The kingdom principle functions and operates by seed. All right so you set the seed. The seed you're setting is your um from your own from your heart it's not it's not something that um you're going to kill yourself over. You said it it's your you're the one talking to God and saying God I make you my source and this is the income level and um I set this seed I want to believe you for and all that. And then, number four, you ask God in faith. You ask God in faith. You ask God in faith. You ask him in faith. How do you ask God in faith? You go to him and say to him, Father, I come to you. You are my father. I am your child. I am your son. I am your daughter. I ask you. Remember he said, That if you abide in me and I in you, you will ask whatever you desire, right? So that my father will be glorified. So this is going to bring God glory. So you're you're asking him and saying, Lord, this will bring you glory. So I'm asking you in faith as my father. This will bring you glory because I'm abiding in you and you are abiding in me. All right. So I'm asking you in faith. All right. And then number five, Upon every waking moment, remind yourself you are God's righteousness and then you call in your income in praise. You call in your income. So the moment you wake up in the morning, remember, remind yourself that you are God's righteousness. That I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so Father, I thank you. And by faith, I call in this income level, I call in this uh, um, uh, funds, this money I've set down, I call it in, in the name of Jesus. And then you give God praise about it. You give God praise. You thank him about it. You thank him about it. You thank him about it. And then number six, you work. Someone say work. Someone say work. So when you have believed that you receive, you like it. So you don't just call in the income and then you sit down at home and then the next thing you're on z world Do you still do z World these days? Oh. Alright. So you don't just do that. You work. You work. Because God is going to use what? A channel. Right? So you work. You go look for something to do. No matter how small. Whatever it is. Because you're not making that thing your source. Remember you are making God your source. The husbandman that labors must be what? First partaker. Alright? So, you work. You work. You work and then you keep trusting God for it. No matter the kind of work. Don't, don't measure the, the work by the income. Say, okay, this one will not give me 50k. No, if it is work you are found to do, just do it. Because God is your source. Right? Great. And then number seven, you walk in love. Don't leave room for vengeance. Don't leave room for vengeance at all. Sorry, leave room for vengeance. It belongs to the Lord. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. So, walk in love. Don't put yourself in a position where your heart is bitter towards people. Not walking in love, sometimes it, it, it short-circuits the flow of God's grace in our lives. Alright? So, um, leave room for vengeance. It belongs to God. Let God avenge on your behalf, whatever people have done to you, whatever wrong they seem to have done to you, you leave room for that. And then you, um, in love with people at all times. All right. And then number eight, you save and you spend on a budget. Oh, you're surprised. Yes. You save and spend on a budget. You Save and spend on a budget. You do it deliberately. Do it deliberately. Do it deliberately. Sometimes you can use percentages. You can use percentages. Say, okay, this percentage of my income goes to that, goes to this, goes to that, goes to that. Just use percentages. It will help. Alright? Wealth is not, it's not how much you have. It's how much is left after what you have spent. It's how much is left. Most people that, that claim that they are wealthy... Just ask them, how much is in your bank account? It's okay, it's 20 million. How much are you owing? Because I can, I can have 20 million in my bank account and I can be owing 30 million for the next 10 years. Right? If I pay that money I'm owing instantly, what happens to me? So, Assess the assets and liabilities in your life. Assess it. That's why you have to spend on a budget. So wealth is how much is remaining after you're spent. After you're spent. Don't let your expenditure rise above your income. Don't let it rise above your income. And then number, number nine. So, number eight is what? Number nine is give. Give. The giving I'm talking about here is different from the seed I said to sow. The seed you're setting to sow is your seed of faith towards the income increase. All right? Giving here is open your heart to giving. Alright? Open your heart to giving. Open your heart to giving. Um, It could be any kind of giving. But open your heart to giving. Don't be tight-fisted. Don't be tight-fisted. In giving, you increase. In giving, there is he that holds more than its need. And it tends toward poverty. But there is the one that spreads and increases to abundance. Alright? So you give you give. With all these principles, with all these things I've, I've laid down, can you run through them? Number one, what's number one? Okay, number two, number three, number four, number five, And call in your income in praise. Right? Number six. Work. Number seven. Work in love. Number eight. Number nine. Number nine give. Okay. Luke chapter 16 from verse 10. Luke 16 and verse 10. It says he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to your trust the true riches. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's who will give you what is your own. If you've not been faithful with the use of money, God will not trust you with the true riches. God, in God's eyes, he calls money the unrighteous mammon. You know, people say sometimes that um, money takes the... The character of the person that is holding it. That's not an entirely true statement. Because money in itself. It's unrighteous. In itself. I'm not saying it's bad. But scripture calls it unrighteous. Unrighteous. So in itself. It's unrighteous. It can do good things. It can also do bad things. It can do good things. And then it can also do bad things. So these nine things. Practice them. Throughout this month of July, diligently. There are things, things I have done personally, and I have seen certain levels of grace at work in my life. Remember, I said that they are principles of the kingdom, and they have to be done by revelation. But if you say, Pastor, I don't think I want to do this, I've given you two orders. What's the first one? You can steal it. And what's the second one? Can the money The money will still come. That's why it's unrighteous, mama. It'll still, It'll still come. It'll still come. It'll still come. But as kingdom people and people who have their trust and hope in God, I think that you should practice this one, is my suggestion. I think that you should practice it. You will get the result. I've not done the other two. So I don't know how. Does anyone have experience here? I haven't done the other two. I haven't done the other two. So I can't tell you of that one. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do those ones. So that I can come and tell you the experience. All right. But this one, I've tried, I've practiced, and I have experience. And I can tell you for free that if you do these things, it will work for you. It will work for you. Are we in agreement today? Alright, so I hope you have set your income. The end of July, I'm going to ask you, how far have you practiced it? And what's happening at the end of the day? Come and give God praise. Stand to your feet. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org information and additional resources thank you for listening to this message and remember where the word of a king is there's power